Hello, and welcome to another episode of Here's Horror. My name is Tay. And my name is Mom. And I just want to give a disclaimer to you guys. If you hear coughing, sniffling, sneezing, uh, general sickness in the background, that's me. I'm, like, slightly sick. Um, and I know that we joke that Moth is holding me hostage <laughs> and forcing me to do this. And it's true, but not in this case. Hey. <laughs> it's um, not true. This is not a hostage situation. <laughs> not a hostage situation. Uh, no, genuinely, we were like, should we record? And I was like, I want to. Um, <laughs> so I'm here by choice. I want to be here to record for you guys. But I just wanted to give you a heads up. If you hear me, like, dying in the background, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine, just, like, <laughs> decaying as we speak. Just, like, a little bit sick. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to give you guys a disclaimer. Even if I sound different, my throat kind of hurts, so it might sound a little bit weird. Uh, I'm going to try to edit out as much of the sniffling and nose-blowing as I can. Um, but just, you know, if you are, like, really grossed out by that shit, maybe just, like, skip some of the I don't know yeah um I, you know <laughs> yeah some people are really grossed out by like nose blowing and all that kind of stuff I really am gonna try to edit most of it out but just a disclaimer um and then on the flip side of that guys I got to see something really cool at work the other day um I so if you guys don't know I work at a um like rare bookstore um and we got in a signed copy of dracula signed by bram stoker himself how fucking Um, sick is that it is so cool and like i came into work and it was like during our morning meeting my manager was like yeah we got this and send the boxes in the truck and so of course i was like i will unload the boxes for you (laughs) um and i couldn't find it in one of the boxes and i was like what the fuck <laughs> and uh but then he uh the next day brought it up and was like showing one of the customers and i was like can i please see it and it's really cool um his signature is really fancy um of however you is. would imagine that the author of dracula would sign his name is exactly correct i love um, that so yeah um pretty cool he didn't sign a lot of his books um which makes it like extra mm-hmm. rare um, it's really expensive or else I would <laughs> yeah. buy it. It's so expensive. I'm not going to say how expensive. Um, you can Google it. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of money. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so many dollars. It's so many dollars. Um, if but, I had those yeah. dollars though, I, I would probably purchase it. <laughs> I, yeah, would consider buying it. Um, mm-hmm. it's cool. It's like a, it's weird. Like the original Dracula, um, it's not a first edition. Well, it's a first edition, but not a first printing, which, like, okay. if you don't know anything about books, that makes no sense. But, I am one of those uh, people. I am <laughs> trying to comprehend that, but I will go with yeah. it. Um, basically, no, I'm not going to get into it. It's not a first edition, first printing. It's, like, a first edition, third printing or something like that. Okay. Um, but, so it makes it less rare, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still, like, how it would have looked the first time that it was published. It's a yellow mm. cover. It's, like, a mustard what? yellow cover. And then it says Dracula. That is not what I would it. expect at all. Right? And that's it. It's just, like, Dracula at Bram Stoker. And I don't know if it's missing. It's, like, dust jacket. Like, if it originally came mm. with the dust jacket on it. Um, but whenever I Googled it, all the pictures of them were yellow. That is so is not interesting. a color that I would pick yeah (laughs) it's not one that i associate in my brain with dracula or vampires or anything yeah so that's interesting it is interesting i don't know if it had to do with the time period maybe the color changed over the years Mm -hmm. um i don't know maybe i'll have to ask my manager about that be like why 
why yeah. do you know why it's yellow any idea um but anyway yeah just thought i would tell you guys about that it's pretty cool horror pretty shit. fucking neat yeah yeah so and um actually back in the 60s so um on the page where it has like his signature right above it it says 50 cents on it and um i assumed whenever i saw that that like the original like dracula was 50 cents mm-hmm. because you know things were cheaper no the guy who bought the signed copy of the book paid 50 cents back what? in like 1960 what? for a signed copy of dracula 50 cents i don't know what with inflation how much that would be but not that much not like four bucks i don't know like <laughs> yeah that's like insane yeah and now it's worth um a lot of a, a lot, lot of more dollars than yeah that. yeah <laughs> Um, many. 50 cents times a lot. <laughs> 50 cents, yeah, a lot. Um, so, anyway, yeah, just That's cool so shit. That's so cool. Yeah. Did you touch the signature? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't uh, want to touch it because I was scared. It's very That's expensive. fair. I would be worried. Well, yeah, number one, it's very expensive, but I would also be like, I'm gonna, this book is gonna burn alive if I touch the signature. <laughs> I'm gonna somehow ruin this book. Yeah, no, just that's by also... doing that. Yeah, that's also my my fear, which, like, I don't know. But I, I wanted to touch it. I got to, like, hold the book. So it's like Bram Stoker held that book at one point because to sign it, he had right? to touch it. Um, Very cool. And I was like, his pen was here. I didn't touch the signature. I just held the book. Um, Still cool. But it's, yeah, I held something that Bram Stoker held at one point, which is awesome. That's wild to me. It's so, yeah, I don't know. Very it's, cool. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I love my job. My job's cool. It is a cool job. But speaking of scary stuff, what are we doing? Scary things today. We're watching something that has absolutely nothing to do with vampires, but it is a supernatural slash religious horror movie. We're watching the nineteen seventy six The Omen. The Omen, okay. Is it a is it a is it is it a is it a bad omen? (laughs) Well yes. I was going to try so hard to not make, like, to minimize my Bad Omens references. Nah, I got you. (laughs) Oh my god, you know what's so funny is, so, I'm wearing one of my many Bad Omens (laughs) t-shirts right now. I'm specifically wearing the one, they made one that is, like, the poster for the 2006 version of The Omen. Oh, cool. But, like, with their logo. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, but, um... So, yeah. <laughs> the That's moment. so fun. I love that. I'm festive for it today. Sly. Yeah. So, <laughs> there's four films in the Omen franchise, and there's, like, a bunch of other, like, films and stuff related to it, if that makes sense. Uh, so, the original, like I said, came out in 1976, and then it was followed by the sequel, which was called Damien Omen 2 in 1978, Omen 3, The Final Conflict in 1981, and then Omen 4, The Awakening in 1991, 10 years later. Mm. There was supposed to be a TV series in the 90s as well. The pilot aired in 95, but it never went anywhere. It mm-hmm. just, nobody really liked it. It failed. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, like I said, the Omen remake was in 2006. The release date for the remake was 06, 06, 06. Slight, because, honestly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the number of the devil in the Bible. Can I... Sorry, this is, like, a weird random thing, and I don't know why we do this, but in um 
at a bunch of different places in the bookstore we have like a sheet that just has like roman numerals connected mm-hmm. to their numbers because we deal with roman numerals a lot at the very bottom we have the roman numerals for like 666 like 1666 just like at the the very bottom of the list and i'm like how often hmm. are we coming across something that this is like relevant I don't like know. why is That's it interesting. listed on here that is we have like interesting. you know one through ten and then just other like random important years mm-hmm. but i'm just like what 1666 <laughs> what? interesting yeah, 1666 i'm like okay, okay. i mean I slay honestly you know, i guess fuck it. <laughs> i guess it comes up often enough maybe it was a joke we have a bunch of like random oh, joke shit around the shop maybe um but anyway sorry whenever you said that i was like no that's Ooh. hilarious <laughs> But related to the remake, this is one of those instances where the remake is generally, like, not considered to be horrible, but it's, the original's definitely better. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, it holds up in its own ways, but original is better for reasons that I'll get into. Okay. Other than the fact that it's the original, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so there was then another TV series, series I just pronounced that so strangely, that's okay. <laughs> called Damien in 2016 that ran for one season. It had 10 episodes. Mm -hmm. And then there was a prequel film in the works as well, or there is a prequel in the works called The Mm -hmm. First Omen. It was announced in 2016 and finished filming just this year. And it's possible that it could come out this year, but there's been no official release date as of the time that we're recording this. So. Mm No idea. Maybe this year, next year, maybe never. Who knows? (laughs) It might just get stuck in post-production. That happens. I feel like the amount of times that we've, like, talked about a movie and been like, and there's no release date or update on that, and then, like, a month goes by, and there is. So maybe we're manifesting it right now. (laughs) Maybe we are. Who knows? Tune back in later. We'll (laughs) We'll let you know. Yeah. I'll post something on the Instagram. Who knows? (laughs) But other titles considered for The Omen were The Birthmark and The Antichrist. And the reason that they went with The Omen instead, there was a story they did, like, a lot of filming in a maternity ward. And uh, when they were calling it The Birthmark, a lot of, like, people that were being treated in the maternity ward kind of, like, saw it as a like bad luck things so they were like can Mm. you stop like referring to birthmarks (laughs) while you're in this ward and so they would refer to it as the omen instead Mm -hmm. Mm because they thought it was like a bad omen to be talking about birthmarks and Mm -hmm. so but that name just kind of stuck because they were like Mm. wait that's actually kind of sick yeah (laughs) it is sick i love that yeah so the ratings for this are really good it's widely regarded as like a pillar in horror Mm. you know So the IMDb rating is 7.5 out of 10 with 125,000 ratings. And then the Rotten Tomatoes rating is 84% with an 80% audience score. Oh, yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. It had a budget of $2.8 million. And it's pretty impressive that they kept to this budget since they did a lot of on-location filming in places like England, Italy, and Israel. Most of it was filmed in England. Mm. But, yeah, it's they had to, like, do a lot of flying around. They went to Rome Mm. at some point. Oh, Slay. Yeah. But even with that, securing their composer, Jerry Goldsmith, was actually one of the biggest costs in the budget. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that. Oh, yeah. And it it paid off. Uh, He got an award for that, which I'll talk about later as well. Cool beans. It had a pretty ominous (laughs) marketing campaign. (laughs) (laughs) And it took some marketing tactics from Jaws, actually. So I mentioned when we covered Jaws that, like, it 
was kind of innovative in a lot of marketing mm. tactics because they mm. did sneak previews, which is something that hadn't really been done before. Mm-hmm. And so Omen, the Omen did a lot of that as well. And then there was also a novelization for the film that was created by the screenwriter David Seltzer, which came out a couple weeks before the film was released. Mm-hmm. It has some differences from the film itself, and um, but it, it became a bestseller on its own as well. It still did really well. And then that novelization was inspired by another novelization of a different film by Eric Segal called Love Story. It was like mm. one of the first times that a novelization about a movie had been made. So oh, cool. Yeah. And part of the like ominous nature for the marketing would include slogans for the film that gradually got creepier as it got closer to release. <laughs> so one that. of them was... Good morning. You are one day closer to the end of the world. You have been warned. And another one is those who foretold it are dead. Those who can stop it are in grave danger. And like shit like that. Just like yeah. creepy little messaging things I love all that. over the place. Yeah. And then it was released on June 6th, 1976. So that's another 666 yeah. in the release in the UK. And then it was released on June 25th in the US. It earned just over $4.2 million during opening weekend, and I'm not sure if that was in the UK or the US. Um, mm. I'm guessing UK, but don't quote me on that. I couldn't really find that specifically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But nearly twice the budget in opening weekend, which is really good. And then oh, yeah. in total, it grossed nearly $61 million. Wow. Yeah, it was the seventh highest grossing film in 1976, number one being Rocky. It also beat out oh, Carrie. Oh, like a boxing movie? Oh, sorry. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It beat out Carrie? Wow. Yeah, it beat out Carrie, which came in 17th place that year. And it also beat out John Carpenter's film Assault on Precinct 13. So, oh, wow. Yeah. All right. And with the financial success of The Omen, Alan Ladd at Fox, he was the person who selected The Omen for Fox to produce. Mm-hmm. He was able to fund marketing or not marketing, the making of Star Wars. So not only that, but the success Mm of The Omen earned him a lot of respect and bargaining power. So he was able to advocate for George Lucas to have creative freedom during the making of Star Wars. Hell yeah. Yeah. So basically without The Omen, we might not have Star Wars, or at least it might not have become what it is. Yeah. That's awesome. Pretty fucking cool. It was directed by Richard Donner he was the person who was originally set to direct The Lost Boys before being replaced by Joel Schumacher. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's directed more than 80 projects throughout his career, which started in the early 60s. He started primarily with TV series and TV movies until The Omen in 76. He then went on to direct Superman in 78, which is like sort of the original Superman film, although Superman and the Mole Men came out in 51, but... Donner Superman is like the more renowned yeah. as kickstarting mm-hmm. those films. Mm-hmm. He also directed Superman 2 at the same time, <laughs> which is oh? insane to me. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. And then in 1985, he directed The Goonies, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. And he, uh, it was also movie. filmed in Astoria, Oregon. So, hell yeah. Not too far from me. I didn't know that. Yeah. And he directed the Lethal Weapon movies, which is why he parted ways with the Lost Boys production. He left Mm. to work on Lethal Weapon. 
and Scrooged in 1988, which is one of my favorite Christmas movies, <laughs> and many, many more. And his directorial career ended in 2006. And he was also a pretty prolific producer, too, which is cool. Hell yeah. Yeah. Sadly, though, he passed away in July 2021, but he lived a long life. He was 91. Oh, hell yeah. Good yeah. for him. Good for him. And he did a lot of cool shit while he was Yeah, around. I mean, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to him. Hell yeah. A lot of very iconic movies. Definitely. And then the writer for this film was also pretty fucking iconic. He has written or is credited for his story and characters for over 40 projects since the late 60s. He started with a handful of TV movies and series and like documentaries and stuff like that. And then he went on to write a film called The Hellstrom Chronicle in 1971. And in the same year, he wrote the screenplay for Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh my god, iconic. Right? <laughs> he also wrote The Omen remake in 2006. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. He was originally hesitant to do The Omen, though. So yeah. his background was primarily in documentary filmmaking. Like, that was what he really loved to do. Mm -hmm. He loved the aspect of learning something new every day that he may not have otherwise learned if he wasn't in that field. Yeah. And he just didn't think he would get much out of writing a film about something that, to him, wasn't real. Because yeah. he grew up in a family that was, like, very religious, but the their belief system didn't include a hell or the devil or anything like that. So he was just like, okay. this is... I, this is yeah. kind of dumb. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't... Eh. But he ended up agreeing to it after picking up a Bible and just becoming, like, engrossed in the mythology and interesting stories that were in it. Yeah. He was like... Yeah. yeah, he was like, these stories are fucking crazy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I want to... I do kind of want to write about this now, so... Mm -hmm. He drew inspiration from a few prior films for the script as well, including Rosemary's Baby from 1968 and The Exorcist from 1973. Yeah. And it definitely shows. <laughs> it definitely shows in the movie. So Richard Donner and David Seltzer worked really well together. And Seltzer believed that the only reason the movie came out as good as it did was because of Donner's direction and not his own script. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad, he, like, their, like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> their dynamic was great. Mm -hmm. And he's even said that what Donner did with the film made it better than anything he could have written. So one way that he backed this up is that the 2006 remake that he made follows Seltzer's original script almost word for word mm -hmm. with a couple modernizations, obviously, but mm -hmm. it fell short because they didn't have the key element that was Richard Donner. Like yeah. he fully credits him with like the magic that he, I don't know, just making yeah. it come to life. The vibe. And, yeah, the mm -hmm. vibe. So they had a hard time finding a production studio that would make the film, though. Mm -hmm. And I don't, like, it's kind of unclear why. Because I, I'll tell you what I read, but it doesn't make any sense to me at all. Uh -huh. So one thing that I read was that horror films just weren't as popular then. So the director thought that it might do better if they pivoted away from typical horror and more towards, like, a thriller suspense mystery mm -hmm. vibe. At the same time, though, I also know that occult-type movies were actually doing really well at that time, part yeah. like, partly due to the success of Rosemary's Baby. And, like, The Exorcist mm. came out just a couple years prior, so, like, and people were obsessed with The Exorcist. Like, they were yeah. terrified of it, but it was a huge phenomenon, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know, I'm really confused by that, but... um. 
I honestly wonder if they had a hard time finding someone to take it because of, like, the subject matter, you know? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hard to say. But the writer, I mentioned that he was inspired by Rosemary's Baby, but, like, he didn't even realize how influenced he was by it <laughs> until after the film came out and people had begun to comment on the similar aspects of it. And it's just... <laughs> yeah. But anyway, back to them, like, pivoting away from typical horror. After they pivoted, that's when Fox picked it up. And Mm -hmm. it definitely still is a horror film, but it's not, like, as much of a violent, like, in-your-face type of horror. It, like, Mm -hmm. makes you think a little bit more, and it's, like, just a little fucked up, you know? Yeah. It's like... It's cool. So now on to the cast. We have the Thorne family. Gregory Peck plays Robert Thorne. He also played Atticus Finch in To Kill a Mockingbird in 1962. I was going to say, I, th- I thought I recognized that name. He is like a fucking huge actor, yeah, from this yeah. era. The filmmakers really wanted to work with him because of his performance as Atticus Finch. Seltzer really loved To Kill a Mockingbird and specifically I mean, him as yeah. Atticus, yeah. But they pursued other options, including William Holden and Charlton Heston first. And that's because, tragically, Gregory Peck's son passed away by suicide very shortly before casting. Like, it was two months. Yeah, it was only like two months before they were to start shooting the film. So they they didn't want to reach out to him at first out of respect. So, yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah, but then um, Gregory Peck's agent let them know that he was actually really interested in pursuing work to keep busy, mm-hmm. and he was very quick to sign on once they reached out to him, so he was really excited to work on it. So then we have Lee Remick playing his wife, Catherine, and then Harvey Spencer Stevens as Damien. Damien was originally going to have a different name. He would have been named after one of David Seltzer's friend's kids, who Seltzer thought was obnoxious and he like hated this child, but his wife convinced him to change it out of respect for the family to Damien. (laughs) I love that. It's so funny. And then as far as I can tell, um, so this was his film debut, but I don't think he did any other acting after this. It's like the only thing he did. You know, I feel like recently for some reason i oh you know what i was doing i was re-listening to um a podcast on the west memphis three and how they were talking about damian eccles and Mm -hmm. how a lot of people thought that he changed his name to damian because of the omen and then i remember listening to that and being like what the fuck are they talking about so i googled the omen and something like about the kid not wanting to act anymore after this because it like freaked him out or something i don't know I don't know. I didn't really see anything about that specifically, but I also didn't really look too much into why he stopped ac- acting. Um, yeah. This because, was literally just like yeah. a Google search while I was at work. So like, don't listen to me because it definitely... Well, <laughs> I, no, I wouldn't be surprised at all, though, because this is something that like we're going to talk about after we watch the movie. But this is one of those productions that a lot of people believed was cursed. And uh... Harvey Stevens, the actor who played Damien, he after filming this he will not talk about it so okay it could be that he was freaked out <laughs> by was, the filming yeah, process like, i'm done uh, yeah so who knows i have no idea or maybe mm-hmm. he just decided that acting wasn't for him who knows yeah or it could also be that it was the curse i don't or know it was the curse yeah <laughs> hard to say but then we have other side characters like david warner as jennings billy whitelaw as mrs baylock 
I always want to say Blaylock for some reason, but it's Baylock. Patrick Troughton as Father Brennan and Martin Benson as Father Spiletto. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's got a handful of awards. It's got nine nominations and five wins, including an Oscar. Ooh. Yeah, Jerry Goldsmith, the composer, he won the Oscar mm-hmm. for Best Original Score in 1977, and he was nominated for an equivalent award at the Grammys for the score. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. And then Billy Whitelaw was nominated for a BAFTA award for her role as Mrs. Baylock, and Harvey Stevens was nominated for Best Acting Debut in a Motion Picture Man, as well. This movie must have popped off. I feel like most horror movies are like, they want an MTV movie award. They mm-hmm. want this award. And I'm not saying that, like, you know, that makes it less impressive. But, like, I feel like they don't don't normally get to, like, the Grammys and the Oscars Yeah, like and, the like, the high-tier mainstream awards. Yeah. Yeah. It's more like the MTV and whatever horror genre mm-hmm. film-like award categories there mm-hmm. are. So that's really Yeah. Cool. But, yeah, they were at the Oscars, Grammys, BAFTA awards, all the things. Slay. Kind of wild. Good for them. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Good for them. Yeah. So the movie takes place in England. It starts with a couple, the Thorns, as Catherine gives birth to a stillborn boy. And then without Catherine knowing, Robert, her husband, secretly agrees to adopt a different baby in his place, which is fucked up. Don't do that. Yeah, that is fucked up. As they're raising the child, strange happenings, including violent deaths, begin to surround the family. And Robert begins to wonder if the child they're raising as their own, Damien, might somehow be the cause of it all. He's also a ambassador in England, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wealthy political family. <clears throat> they got the money. That's how they were they do. able to steal a baby and change yeah. it out. Indeed. Do a baby swap. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so, trigger warnings. A dog skeleton is shown at some point, but no dogs are harmed on screen. There's also dead fish shown that are supposed to be goldfish, but no fish were harmed for the making of this movie. The director, Richard Donner, refused to kill goldfish just for the movie. So they purchased, right, they purchased a can of sardines and painted them orange. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's the best thing I've ever heard in my life. Isn't that awesome? It's fucking hilarious. Especially because sardines and goldfish don't look... They don't look the same at all. At all. But, you know, that's what they did. I love it. I know. And then, serious time, the rest of the trigger warnings. Okay, yeah, sorry. Sorry. I should have saved that one for last because it's funny and now I feel bad giggling when mentioning the other thing. Yeah, I'm not laughing about that. I'm laughing about the sardines. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Okay. So the rest of them, there's child abuse and death, miscarriage, kidnapping, stalking, religious trauma, and suicide, specifically by hanging. Yes. Yeah. But as far as, like, gore and stuff goes, there's, like, none. Okay. Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. It's It's a pretty cool movie. I like this movie a lot. Okay. I'm I mean, I wouldn't be showing to you, showing it to you if I didn't like it, so I don't know why I say that, like, every time. <laughs> so one of these days I'm going to show you a movie that I hate, and I'm going to be like, fuck this movie. Actually, I hate this movie, but we have to watch it, because, you know, right? part of the pod. Yeah. No. Although, to be we- fair, with Cabin in the Woods, it was like a second chance kind of deal, but... Yeah, and I... We both ended up really liking That movie that. slapped. I've been thinking about it ever since we watched it. It's a good one. <laughs> But hopefully, hopefully you like this one just as much. So. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Do you think you can handle it? 
I think so. I feel like I'm in too much of, like, a sickness-induced haze <laughs> to, like, really be... I feel like normally at this point, I'm, like, feeling kind of nervous because I don't know what I'm getting myself into, unless it's, like, a screen movie or something like right. that, because I, like, know what's up. But I'm just, like... <laughs> <laughs> well, now you're just, like, you know, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready to watch this movie. Uh, oh, but it has, a, it has a scary kid in it, so that's... It be... does. Okay, my heart's starting to race a little bit. I don't think my my brain connected that. Oh, I hate scary kids. They freak it's, me out. Don't worry, it'll be okay. I believe in you. Okay, okay. I I think I'll be fine. All right. We'll we'll see. All, All right. right. See you Stay on the other tuned. Side, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, he's gonna try to blow up the church with his mind. <laughs> he's like evil Matilda. <laughs> he is. I'm just watching this being like, he obviously just has social anxiety. <laughs> and everyone else is like, he's the devil. He's the antichrist. Like, maybe if his eyes turned red or, like, the Jesus on top blew up or something, then I'd be like, yeah, obviously. But to me, I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I want this kid to blow shit up with his mind. <laughs> I want him to be evil Matilda. See, he has manners. <laughs> I feel like the Antichrist wouldn't say thank you for an ice cream, personally. You're probably so right. Her body, her choice, my dude. Mm-hmm. Even if it would bring on biblical Armageddon. Yep. I know they're supposed to be in Rome right now, but that looks like any road in Illinois. <laughs> any of them. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> I don't understand. <gasps> Is that Damien's real mom? Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Mm, I, I hate to break it to you, but no. <laughs> oh, damn it. I was like, I've connected the dots. <laughs> I've connected it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least she's in an ambulance. <laughs> that won't do her much good if she's already dead. Lower your voice. You are talking about child murder in a very public place. Like, that's what I'm saying. <gasps> Whoa. Yo. Wasn't expecting that. Nope. Full decapitation. Yeah. Wow. Imagine walking into your house late at night and you hear Latin chanting. Right. Like, what go. the fuck? I would burn it down. I'd be like, oh, this ain't my house anymore. Sorry, bye. Dog owns the house now? Mm-hmm. She's stabbing him? <laughs> I think she's just punching him all weird. Oh, she's a biter. Yeah, she is. <laughs> Damn, you're just gonna drag him like that? I mean, he's also planning on killing him, so... That's, that's fair. Imagine walking into a church and you're just like... 
get the fuck out of the way, I need to kill my child. <laughs> right? Like, what the fuck? Like, they just decided this kid was bad news bears based on vibes alone. <laughs> if that was possible, I would have been dead a long time ago. Oh my god. Well, looks like the world's gonna end. Yeah. <laughs> that unfortunate, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. It was gonna happen at some point. We're back. The world's gonna um, end. So. Yeah. The so, Antichrist didn't sucks. die. But Tay's also yeah. not convinced that he's the Antichrist. So. <laughs> I am not, like, he didn't do anything. Like, he, like, hit his mom with his tricycle. Mm -hmm. But, like, accidents happen. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I feel like you wouldn't be able to prove it in court. It was just a weird set of coincidences. Yes. And, like, something was definitely going on, but, like, I, mm -hmm. I'm not convinced that it's him. That's I, fair. I feel like, why? That's fair. And, like, the yeah. filmmakers kind of did that on purpose. Because, like... Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So, it was actually originally going to be even more ambiguous about whether or mm -hmm. not this kid was actually the Antichrist. But they would have had to take out Mrs. Blaylock. Baylock. Why do I always want to say Blaylock? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> they would have had to take her out, and um, then it would just be like, this is just a kid existing, and then weird shit happens. But, like, yeah. so her presence there is supposed to be, like, the hint that, like, he actually is supposed to be, like, this sinister being, whatever, getting, like, protection from basically demons and uh, a hellhound and shit like that. So, But yeah, it was supposed to be a little bit ambiguous, but then at the end with him smiling, it's like, oh shit. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't... Yeah, but now he's the president's kid, mm -hmm. so like, moving his way up in the world, mm -hmm. that's a sleigh. Um, <laughs> Good for him. It's gonna be so much easier to annihilate everyone. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. But see, my thing is, is like, and this is a joke if this ever goes to court like would it be bad if the world ended <laughs> mm. <laughs> we're gonna go to court for ending the world and they're, gonna and they're all gonna blame me <laughs> it's your fault it's all your it's fault it's my fault yeah i'm the antichrist it's um, true i mean i could be you never know i smile creepily sometimes don't we all um <laughs> it's fine. um yeah no i'm like i'm not convinced that he has done anything wrong like i feel yeah. like shit Sometimes bad shit happens around people, mm -hmm. and that just sucks. That's like, true. he's five. I yeah, you know. I don't know. <laughs> Kids are just creepy sometimes in general. Yeah, like they are. They are. I wanted him to be creepier. I wanted him to do more shit. Like I wanted his eyes to glow red. I wanted. You wanted him know. to blow up a church with his mind. I did. I wanted him to start chanting in Latin. Like I yeah. don't know. And that's fair. So it just seemed like he was a kid with social anxiety. Didn't like large crowds mm -hmm. valid yeah you know and weird set of coincidences mm -hmm. happened mm -hmm. and then you know weird church shit was also going on yeah. but like that's not his fault that's true so i don't know i'm not believing it i'm not buying it <laughs> i guess we'll have to watch the sequels to kind of uh, <laughs> maybe cement things in a little bit more you know <laughs> all right all right i mean i'm i'm ready for it fair but enough. i i want i want people to prove to me that that Damien is actually the antichrist that's fair because 
It could have been the woman. It could have been the dog. It could have been. I don't know. Yeah, it could have been. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, like, the whole things with, like, the circumstances of his birth and, like, all the weird shit happening around that. Yeah. Um, his He was, in fact, born of a jackal. So, like, that's kind of a you know big what? old giveaway. I didn't see the birth, so I, I can't. See the birth. <laughs> Do you want, There's can no I give you a spoiler this. for, like, one of the sequels? Yeah. They literally do DNA testing, and he has jackal DNA. Okay, well then, I can't. I guess if there's DNA evidence. <laughs> there then, is, so, like... You know. <laughs> and then there's that birthmark, you know? Yeah, that's could weird. Just be a weird birthmark. I don't know. And then, like, <laughs> the dog showing up, that's apparently, like, a, a thing that people believe yeah. that, like, the Antichrist will have a hellhound sent to him for protection, whatever. So... Yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking, like, I don't know, back in the Salem witch trial days, if you had any birthmark, then you were a witch. Yeah. So it's like, just because kids got a weird birthmark doesn't make him the Antichrist. I don't know. Fair I'm, enough. This is a pro Damien account. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm not mad at that. That's fine. <laughs> Kid ain't done nothing wrong yet <laughs> to me. <laughs> and, like, I was going in to go into all of the ways that, like, the omen compares to, like, biblical omens for the apocalypse, but, like... They are spread throughout all the films of the franchise, and there's, like, Mm. only really, like, the circumstances of his birth in this one. Um, Mm -hmm. And, like, we know that his father's the devil, but, yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I feel like I probably should have looked into that a little bit more, but it's also kind of hard, because whenever you look into, like, biblical things about, like, the Antichrist and how he's going to be, like, unless I want to read the entirety of the Book of Revelations... Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff like just about what he would be like as a person yeah. and that doesn't really apply to you know like a five year old so yeah. <laughs> doesn't really have a personality fully yet yeah ex- except for like you know all he knows is ride tricycle throw tantrum and yeah cry so smile weirdly yeah creepily but that's yeah. fine yeah. But what would you What five year old isn't doing that? So true. And like you know me too. It's fine. Same. But what would you rate this movie on a scale of one to ten spookies? Um Honestly, I'm gonna give it like a four. Maybe I it's wish just they went I'm harder like, with the spookies. That's what I'm saying. Like I feel like they could have gone way harder with the spookies. I'm also like in a sickness induced like brain fog. <laughs> yeah. So I might have been more scared if I like had full brain power right now. If you had full um, brain power and if we were in the seventies, I feel like it would yeah. be scarier. Yeah, I also, yeah, I feel like it was definitely different in the 70s, or maybe if I was a more religious person, it would have right. scared me more, because it was definitely a lot of, like, you know, religious horror, yeah, um, and, like, religious omens and stuff like that, so maybe, you know, if I was in that time period and religious, I would have been mm-hmm. like, whoa, this shit's fucking crazy, yeah. but, nah, I wanted him to blow shit up with his mind, like, that's what I was <laughs> waiting for. Same. Um, Same. So I'm going to give it like a four. It was really the music that was scary. Yeah. The Latin chanting. Always a good call. Always. Um, the scene in the graveyard was pretty spooky. It was pretty spooky. Uh, I agree. But other than that, I was kind of just like watching this guy run around Rome, which was cool. Yeah, true. Um, <laughs> so what would you rate it in general then? Um, I'll give it like, I'll give it like a seven and a half. So right <laughs> on par with everyone on IMDb. <laughs> yeah, like I the acting was all really good. I mm-hmm. really like the acting. 
I feel like it was a little bit long. Like, I, I agree. Like could have cut out some bits and, like, made it a little bit more fast-paced. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that would have even made it scarier if they would have made I it agree a little with bit that. more fast-paced. Um, but, yeah, the acting was good. It's docking points because Damien didn't blow shit up with his mind. His eyes didn't glow <laughs> red. Like, I was really gunning for that the That's whole time. That's so fair. Um, but I like the lore. You know how I feel about lore. I love it whenever there's a backstory. We love some good lore. And reasonings for everything. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'll give it, like, a 7.5. I think that's reasonable. <laughs> Did you have any favorite or least favorite parts? Um, hmm. My favorite part, I think, just, like, overall was, like, the photographs with, like, yes. how everyone was going to die. That was pretty cool. Um, I think... I don't know if I had a least favorite part. Yeah, there no. wasn't really a part that I was like, mm, I really hate this. Yeah, no, uh, me neither. I feel like I was either like, oh, this is really cool, or I was just like neutral. Yeah. <laughs> no, same. If that makes any sense. No, I agree with um, you. Yeah. Maybe just like the, like, I don't know, it was, like, the same thing, but, like, the scene in the graveyard where they're, like, fighting the dogs. I know, like, mm-hmm. they didn't actually, like, injure any of the dogs. They kind of just, like, pushed them away yeah. so, like, no dogs were actually hurt. But I was just like, aw, not their fault. Like, yeah. I get that they're hellhounds, but, like, they're just doing what they're told. Yeah, um, I feel <laughs> So maybe just that part, just because, you know, I don't like seeing dogs get hurt. Or, and I don't like seeing dogs get demonized because there's just sweet little babies. I agree with that. If it makes you feel any better. So after this movie came out, there were like two notable things that like happened in terms of like, I don't even know how to finish that sentence, but like the world. Sure. So like one thing was that like people were really wary of the name Damien, whatever Mm -hmm. that's whatever, but two had to do with the dogs. And so Rottweilers actually gained popularity after this film came out. Allegedly. Which is so funny to me because they're literally hellhounds in this movie. I, yeah, no, I would do the same thing. Because I feel like yeah. you're like, ah, oh, protection. Yeah, but like, hellhounds. And also, yes. But I feel like in, in general, aren't Rottweilers supposed to be like really good with kids? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I read something that originally in Peter Pan, um, Nana, their dog, mm-hmm. was a Rottweiler. Because they're, like, known for being yeah. really protective of children and being really good caretakers yeah. of kids. And that was, like, changed in some of the adaptations. I can't remember if in the book it was a Rottweiler or if they were just, like, it's a big dog. Right. Um, so, but I think originally that, like, historically Rottweilers are known yeah. to be, like, good protectors and good with children. Yeah. So... Probably. I think you're right. I think that's something that I've heard before as well. I just mm-hmm. thought that it was a really funny dichotomy of like, oh, Antichrist, yeah. demon, child, name <laughs> bad, hell dog, <laughs> good. <laughs> hell dog, fine. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. So they may have like had a rough go of it in the movie, but people loved those dogs after this, I guess. I don't know. Hell yeah. I thought They're that was cuties. really funny. They are. I love them. I love it. Sweet little babies. <laughs> I want to hug one. Yeah, same. Yeah. Also, give him a little smooch. <laughs> just Sorry. give it a little smooch. <laughs> One funny thing: the poem that was said to be from the Book of Revelations that's in the movie that the uh, priest dude yeah. said in the park mm-hmm. the first time. Mm-hmm. That's actually not from the Bible. It was written by <laughs> the screenwriter David Seltzer. <laughs> he. That being said, though, there were a lot of people after this movie came out that were convinced it was an actual biblical quote. 
And they like Incredible. didn't do the research to back that up. They just would like <laughs> it was almost like weird propaganda in a way. <laughs> they were like, like, This is the Bible, like, actually. Oh my god, this is biblical. And David <laughs> Seltzer's just like, nah, dude, it's really not. It's like when everyone's like, the Bible says gay people are bad. And you're like, uh, well. And I'm like, well, um, actually, no. <laughs> actually, not really. No, but... <laughs> oh, my God. That reminds me, one of the things that I was, like, looking up when I was trying to find, like, signs of the Antichrist to compare it from, like, the Bible to this movie. Mm-hmm. One of the articles that I found was, like, will the Antichrist be a homosexual? And it's like, yo. <laughs> God, I hope so. God, I hope so. (laughs) Do you remember when people were thinking that, like, um, when Lil Nas X put out the Montero music video, they were like, he's the Antichrist. Honestly, I would love to be a celebrity and put out something so, like, crazy that they're like, is this person the Antichrist? (laughs) I would totally lean into it. Like, I'd be like, yeah. I'd be like, fuck yeah, homie. It's me. People. People, okay, so, sorry, I'm going to talk about Taylor Swift for a minute. Um, In the Eras Tour performance, there's one song where, as she's singing, there's a bunch of people, like, in black cloaks that are, like, Mm -hmm. dancing around her in a very, like, witchy way. Um, And there are people who are burning their, like, Taylor Swift merch and Taylor Swift CDs because they thought that she had, like, gone to the devil or (laughs) something. (laughs) Y'all. Taylor Swift. <laughs> They're like Taylor Swift is a demon now. <laughs> and even if she is, you already bought that merch. She already made the bag. <laughs> she already made your money, my guy. Like it's fine. <laughs> and honestly, maybe Taylor Swift is like maybe that's where she got all of her maybe. talent. Is you know she sold her soul to the devil. If if so, I'm an even bigger fan. Like I love it. <laughs> <laughs> like we're playing for the same team. <laughs> literally oh my god that's so fucking funny people see people in cloaks and they're like satan's involved it's witchcraft so Um, funny yeah oh my god honestly is taylor swift a witch i can't who knows hard to say (laughs) who's to tell cannot confirm or deny (laughs) am i mad no no it's fine yeah god anyway (laughs) anyway so i mentioned earlier briefly that this is one of the many productions that was rumored to be cursed A lot of fucked up shit happened during and after filming, and people got really superstitious about it, and still are. So, there's there's even, like, a whole documentary about it called The Curse of the Omen. I love it. I didn't watch it, because I couldn't find where to watch it, but it exists. (laughs) So I'll go ahead and go through some of the alleged things. And I will say, all of this is alleged. Some of it hasn't really necessarily been proven or, like, backed up, but this is all... Mm-hmm. shit that is rumored to have happened okay yeah so one really strange thing is that two different flights related to the film and crew were struck by lightning within just a couple of weeks of each other first okay. was gregory peck's flight from to london for filming like mm-hmm. before production even started like on his way to do mm-hmm. the filming and oh, wow yeah and the second was a flight that executive producer mace newfeld was on going to los angeles For reference, commercial flights being struck by lightning is something that on average only happens one or two times per year, so it happening to these flights related to the film within a couple weeks of each other is arguably a little bit strange. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, and apparently for Gregory Peck's flight, it happened like over the Atlantic too, so if the plane had gone down, that's even more fucked. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's also another plane situation. There was a flight that was supposed to be used for the film crew, and for scheduling reasons, it got switched out. That plane that was supposed to have film crew on it had a different set of passengers that would then go down and crash shortly thereafter, and there were no survivors. That's really sad. Yeah. I will say that is one of the instances that there's no, like, very credible proof for that, but... Mm-hmm. who knows it's yeah something that has been mentioned and mm-hmm. there's another lightning incident producer harvey bernhard was nearly struck by lightning while they were filming in rome and oh, wow. he believed that and i quote the devil was at work and he didn't want the film made he wholeheartedly <laughs> believed that <laughs> all right i mean slay you know because like the whole his whole thing was like the devil's power is in that, like, his work is invisible, but, like, if his agenda uh, is more visible to the public, he'd be pissed kind of thing. I see. I see. Yeah. I feel like, if so, there would be a lot of um, death metal and other musical artists that would be dead. Yeah, dude. they do be singing about the devil, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, you know. Honestly, it's a slay. Yeah. I would be dead, because I do be promoting the work of the devil um, <laughs> on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> same (laughs) i mean i have a giant fucking witch tattoo on my arm so it's fine yeah i don't know about the devil but the vatican definitely didn't want this movie to be made apparently they didn't appreciate the commercialization of something like the antichrist and biblical armageddon like i feel like you gotta pick one like i feel like if you know god is mad about it and the devil is mad about it it's like the enemy and my enemy is my friend you know it's like are you guys working together now like i'm confused i I feel like one of them has to have a side and the other one has to be the other side yeah so i'm like hmm (laughs) i don't know what is the truth you know what i mean what is the truth yeah (laughs) but there's also more shit that happened so there were also run-ins with the ira during filming both the hotel that the producer mace newfeld and his wife were staying at and a restaurant that film executive and actors were supposed to have dinner at were bombed by the IRA that November. All right. That's fucked up. And okay. then... I don't know anything about the IRA, like, enough about the IRA to say if I... There was political unrest this. at the same time with them. Yeah. So, like, that could probably coincidence, but weird coincidence nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. But related to the zoo scene, Lee Remick's, like fear in that scene was genuine so not only did she not know how to drive the type of car that was used in that scene but on top of that the car stalled out during filming so she had no way to get out until the baboons were fully wrangled and it went on way longer than it was supposed to so that was spooky but the curse didn't end when filming did shit happened afterwards too with people who worked on it and like this is like some of this is really tragic i will just say Okay. So less than a year after filming wrapped, and this was actually just a couple months after the movie came out, on Mm -hmm. August 13th, 1976, which also happened to be a Friday the 13th, John Richardson, the special effects artist who did the effects for the decapitation scene, and his assistant, Liz Moore, were in a head-on collision. So, oh, that's really sad. Yeah, John Richardson survived, but tragically, Liz Moore was decapitated in the collision. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's really sad. That's really fucked up. And supposedly, this part I'm skeptical about, but supposedly this happened 66.6 kilometers from the Dutch town of Almond. Oh, supposedly. interesting. 
Supposedly, yeah. yeah. There was another death after filming. The day after the zoo scene was filmed, the animal trainer for that scene was killed by a tiger. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Alf Joint, he was a stunt performer for this movie. He was working on A Bridge Too Far, which is also the same movie that John Richardson was working on when he mm. and his assistant were in that collision. So... He had a scene where he was supposed to jump off of a roof and land safely on an airbag. Instead, Mm -hmm. he fell very suddenly from the roof. And later, Mm. after waking up in the hospital, he would insist that he felt like he was pushed. Wow. That's scary. Yeah. Very spooky. So, ironically enough, the two films that the writer David Seltzer was most inspired by, Rosemary's Baby and The Exorcist, they were also rumored to be cursed. So interesting yeah maybe it's just this guy maybe it's just him you know but what maybe he's just cursed yeah but that being said he seems to be one of the only people involved in the film that wholeheartedly does not believe in the curse yeah see now that's making me lean even more towards the fact that he himself is cursed (laughs) is it me am i the drama (laughs) Uh, no way i'm not the drama no not at all but yeah so that's that's the curse of the omen and like Almost everyone involved in filming was, like, really superstitious about it. And, like, mm-hmm. like I said, the actor who played Damien, he won't even talk about it. And, like, yeah. A lot of people I wouldn't want to either. I mean, I feel like he wasn't really in that much of the movie. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's a, you know, the whole time I've been talking about how I want him to do more fucked up shit. But, honestly, maybe it's good that they didn't make him do fucked yeah. up shit. They're probably just like, nah, let's just, you know, he's a kid. Let's just not yeah. do that. Um, Fair. It's probably a good call. Um, but... Yeah. I don't know. True. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that's it for The Curse and The Omen. That's all I got. Do you have any final thoughts? Do you think it was Um, cursed? I think that a lot of really tragic events happen. And it kind of reflects how I feel about Damien in in The Omen. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of really tragic, tragic things happen, but that doesn't necessarily mean that there's something else at play there. Um, I'm sad that people lost their lives. Yeah, it's really horrible. But I also don't think that if there is a devil that he would care enough no. to be, uh... About a random movie. Messing, yeah, no. Messing with it. I feel like there have been worse movies made. <laughs> yeah. Both before that and after. Yeah, that, um, I agree with you. If the devil did care about it, he also would have cared about the other mm-hmm. the other things um true so i don't think that it was cursed but i do think that it's really tragic yeah a lot of things that happened surrounding it for sure um yeah that's yeah yeah my take on no, it. no i agree with you and so does david seltzer so okay yeah <laughs> well <laughs> would you watch this movie again though um i guess <laughs> okay not on my own time i don't think i think if it was if it was 30 minutes shorter i okay i I do agree with that i do think it is too long of a movie like it's just slightly too long yeah um it just yeah there's just too much like transitional Mm -hmm. stuff going on i yeah i think if they would have cut like you know, 20 to 30 minutes out of it, it would have been a better movie, and it would have been a little bit more fast-paced, mm-hmm. kind of keeping you yeah. on your toes. Um, but, yeah, I feel like if someone wanted to put it on, I'd be like, 
sure, whatever, yeah, but that's fair. I don't think I would myself seek out this movie to watch. Maybe I'll feel differently about it whenever I'm not, like, sick, and I'll have to, like, <laughs> give it another <laughs> watch. That's um, fair. But, yeah. I, I thought it was good, and bangers. I... <laughs> that's true. The the acting was really, really yes. good. I think yeah. all the characters were really talented actors. Um, but, yeah, no, that's my thing. It's, like, it was just a little too long. Like, I get just that. Too much, I like, agree with that. Mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah yeah i stick by my like 7.5 rating fair enough fair enough oh mm-hmm. one thing i forgot <laughs> to mention with the uh remake in 2006 i forgot to mm-hmm. tell you who plays what is his fucking name oh my god the dad what is his name Roger. mr thorn robert rob robert mr thorn robert. I Mr. keep just Thor. wanting to call him Atticus because he also plays Atticus Finch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the actor who plays him in the remake, though, uh, Liv Schreiber, who plays Cotton Weary in the Scream movies. Oh, that's yep. so cool. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Just one little they thing. kind of look similar, actually. Yeah, a little bit. My Same, like, aesthetic vibe, in my opinion. Yeah. I, both of them look like an Atticus. Yeah. Like, I don't know. They look like their name could be Atticus, and I'd be like, yeah, I believe that. Yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's giving a uh, 1930s farmer in the Midwest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. It just is. That's so true. Also, uh, Julia Stiles from 10 Things I Hate About You plays the mom. Oh, cool. That's so, fun. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to give the the remake a watch. I yeah. know it's not as good as the original, but... We should give it a shot anyway, you know? Why not? Yeah, Fuck it. I would be down. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned for that, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and stay tuned for the next episode when I'm not super sick. Sorry that I'm, like, really low energy in this episode. Right. <laughs> it happens. And I swear to God, I'm not holding Tay hostage no. to do this. <laughs> this was... They gave me the opportunity to not record yeah. today. I was, <laughs> they were like, I was we... like, are you sure? <laughs> yes. So I'm fully... I decided to be here. Um, but I'm going to go take a fat nap after this. Absolutely, um, as you should. So, but next time I will be hopefully feeling a lot better. Yes. Um, so thanks for sticking with us. Absolutely. Uh, Do you want to tell the people where they can find us if uh, to find the next episode where you'll be more high energy and I will also? <laughs> yes. Um, you can find us on Twitter at uh, Here's Horror. You can yep. find us on Instagram at Here's Horror Podcast. I'm like, what's the name of our podcast? I don't know. <laughs> Um, you can find us on Instagram at Here's Horror Podcast. Um, you can find us on Tumblr at Here's Horror. You can subscribe to our Kofi at Here's Horror Podcast. Um, got some fun stuff on there. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye out because we might have some things coming up soon. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, not, no spoilers. Just you know, maybe, maybe, um, maybe. <laughs> and I think that's it. Is that it? If you Twitter. think that. Damien oh, yeah, was our... the Antichrist. Send us an email. Let us know. Yes. Your tour podcast at gmail.com. Yes, do that. Let us know if you think Damien's the Antichrist or if you think he's just a weird, creepy kid. Or if you think um, Lil Nas X is the Antichrist. Yes. So that I know um, to block you if you legitimately yeah. think that. <laughs> <laughs> Justice for 
slightly creepy kids everywhere. You're not the Antichrist. You're Honestly, kind of weird. True. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was that kid. You were that kid. We all, all were. Kid. You know, if you're yeah, listening to this, so, chances are you were that kid. <laughs> chances are you were that kid. Um, and I hope that your parents didn't try to stab you at a church. Um, Me too. Very but maybe you'll be adopted so. by the president. Uh, who oh knows? Oh my god. Um, <laughs> so with anyway. all that being said. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, and as always, thank you to Tay for watching The Omen with me. I didn't make hardly any Bad Omens references, and I'm so proud. I can't believe I made the Bad Omens reference. You did! I got you. I'm here for you. you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Bye, guys.